Speaking of the Holy Land, uh, I told you that our good friend Sion Leshem, who became a friend just a couple of months ago, one of the benefits of this war, one of the few benefits of the war, we got to know Sion Leshem. Not only is he uh, a leader in the Nave community, which, uh, as you may recall, they were all displaced to a Jerusalem hotel right after the war began or right after the attack of Shemini Atzeris. Uh, but then two Sundays ago when I was in Be'eri, all of a sudden this distinguished soldier um, uh, says my name as I'm standing there in Be'eri, and guess what? It's Tzion Leshem. There he is in full uniform, responsible for the security in more ways than one of the of the Nave community and the southern part of Israel. Anyway, we said we'd get him on the air and find out what's happening. Tzion Leshem. Kolakavod to you. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Hey, Nachum. Good morning. Thank you so much for the introduction. Pretty amazing that we happened to meet up in Barry, but uh, it was wonderful to see you. I wish, as they always say, it was under different circumstances, but nonetheless, wonderful to reunite. So let's review everything. Um, and I don't know if your city and your experience is emblematic of all the 10, 20, 30 cities, towns, Yishuvim, Kibbutzim around you, but you'll be able to tell us, no doubt. Uh, the Naves story, again, everybody heads to Jerusalem right after October 7th. The town of Naves basically um, uh, empty uh, until a few days later, as you told us, where people felt the need to get back to, to work the farms and other parts of industry that are important to Nave. And now it seems, and again, you'll give us the accurate information, it seems that the majority of Nave is back home, which is amazing news, frankly, because you said to us, God knows how long the displacement could last for. Uh, so number one, have I gotten it right? And please give us the details on what's been happening the last couple of weeks. Yeah, so as, as you said correctly, uh, the community of Nove uh, has decided to return home uh, despite uh, the situation and the condition of the battles in Gaza right nearby, which we hear and see very clearly and very well day and night. Um, we decided, uh, we understood that one of the goals of our enemies is not just to, to murder us and to defeat us uh, uh, militarily, uh, but it's also to to cause us uh, to to disrupt our lives yeah. and to, to to make us run and 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 not be able to live where we where we were living pre- previously. So so definitely, you know, we, when the IDF says you can't be here, it's dangerous. So we took our, our feet and left, and we, as you mentioned, we spent uh, about two months in in a Jerusalem hotel, a very very uh, difficult experience. But yeah. uh, you know, we did it. We made it. Stayed alive. Um, but we decided that uh, that uh, um, also consulting with the IDF uh, forces and the, and the government officials and then the Moitza, the council, regional council, that moving back is the right thing to do. And um, and the, with bringing this message that life is going on and, and we're not going to let them defeat us and, and cause us this enormous disruption that they already have, but not forever. And, you know, Nave is a farming town with agriculture. We have, uh, you know, tens of different, uh, tens of different, uh, 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 you know, farming uh, branches and, and we're feeding the country and uh, the, the agriculture is going on. We have yeshivas, we have schools, we have uh, boys schools, pre-army, post-army. Uh, we have hundreds of students from all over the country here in Nave today, right now, as we speak, uh, studying by us and, and, and learning Torah and, 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 and all the other stuff. And our message to, 
to our enemies, but also to our brothers and sisters in Israel and abroad, is Am Yisrael Chai, not just as a, as a statement, but, but really as Am Yisrael Chai, we are here, we're back, we're in our homes, uh, we're doing what we know, what we know how to do. Um, and, uh, and I hope, I hope that it's not going to be just us for long. So, so families and communities around us will, will get the power and the strength to, to also, uh, decide to return. Um, and again, you know, Baruch Hashem, yeah. we were spared. We, the terrorists didn't make it to us. So, you know, we didn't have any casualties and injuries. Yeah. You described you describe that miracle to us. Um, uh, so is it, I mean, at, at one point, I don't know if it was a week or two ago, you and others were using the figure 70% of the town is back. What's that figure now? And I didn't realize that, that all the, you know, those who depend on Nave outside of Nave, whether it's students, as you said, or, or those who work there or, um, spend time there, are, are they also returning? Are they like, are you guys back to almost a hundred percent capacity? Yeah, I would, I would say we're at least 90% capacity. Um, and, you know, obviously there are families who still feel insecure, uh, different traumas, children, uh, parents, whatever, uh, and still families that are, that are, you know, in Jerusalem or other places. But, but definitely the, the Moshav is back, the town is back, families are back, institutions are up and running. Uh, everything is, is, is sort of back to normal, I would say, you know, sort of. Obviously uh, our security team has grown from seven people to 28 and I'm also uh, honored to join the security team. So, Chas Shalom, if anything anything happens, at least this time, we won't be surprised. We will we will be prepared. Yeah, uh, we're training. We're you know we're on top of things as much as we can today. We we're not we're not blind. We we know exactly what's happening, what's going on, what the threats are. So we're here. We're preparing for the worst and hoping for the best. And, and life is going on. Now there are a couple of campaigns. One of them's on our Chesed page, nachomsigel.com slash Chesed. Everybody, you'll see it there. There are a couple of campaigns that are going on for Nave. With everything, we were always under the. I mean, we drew this conclusion. Not that we know anything compared to what you know, but we always thought that there would be an effort and a necessity to improve security conditions, uh, to build, uh, you know, safe rooms on certain homes that don't have, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, before you'd move back. Obviously, that hasn't happened. Obviously, that's going to happen concurrent with the return, right? I'm assuming that that whole effort to secure the cities, to secure the town, to secure the yeshuv uh, as best as possible is just going to go on as you move forward, right? Well, yes and no. So uh, the, the real answer is, unfortunately, that we, we as I mentioned also in our, in our last interview, um, we enjoy the benefits of both Gaza and Egypt border. Now, the army and everyone's focused on, on Gaza and, and the army is like doing great actions there and, and really creating a safe zone via Gaza. I'm not talking about rockets, but again, against infiltration and, and protecting the Gaza, Gaza surrounding uh, towns, which we are included in them. Unfortunately, we have another border very, very close to us, which is the, the Egyptian border. Now, people don't, don't really understand the Egyptian border is like there's the perception of, of Egypt as a as a as a, a friendly neighbor border uh, could have been true it could have been true for, for many years but today we know that Hamas terrorists that are being pushed down southward uh, via the IDF operation many of them are, are, are heading out towards Egypt now there are plenty of tunnel of plenty of tunnels uh, between Gaza and the Egyptian border and we actually see them we actually see the famous you know white Toyota pickup trucks patrolling, the Egyptian border, uh, looking out for their next, 
you know, for their next uh, uh, attack. We see it. Now, uh, the problem is that the army is still under some sort of perception, or the government, uh, perception that the Egyptian border, everything is okay, right? That's not like a big threat. Now, they know it's a bigger threat than it was. They're aware of that. But what we feel is that not to the right ex- extent, um, the government is still not financing uh, security cameras, still not financing uh, uh, safe rooms. Uh, so, yes, they, 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 gave, they provided us equipment and, and guns for a large or much larger security team, as I mentioned. Um, but uh, at, at this point, that's, that's just about it. So, 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 we're still so, in, in, so you do yeah. have no choice but to move forward by trying to increase security, whether it's electronically or whether with safe rooms as much as possible. You have no choice but right. to do that. Okay. We, right. We have to keep on going and we have to do whatever we can in our power as civilians to keep ourselves and our children safe. Uh, despite, uh, you know, different uh, you know, different views of, of what really is is going on and what really is going to happen. We were also under the impression that um, that the Egyptian government, the Egyptian security personnel, have so little desire to have these Hamas terrorists get into Egypt and set themselves up there that they were a, a, a relatively effective force against them. That that's a myth. Well, I wouldn't say it's a myth. I would say that I, that prob- for sure as a policy, they don't want Hamas, you know, uh, building their new center in Egypt. Right. But it is happening to some extent. I don't know exactly to what extent. Right. I will ask you this question, Nahum. Yeah. What would a, a would, would a bunch of uh, I don't know, ten thousand dollars to a to a to an Egyptian uh, uh, guard at a, at a at a post near the border? What would that what would that do to that yeah. guard? Do you think I, he will, he will I, hold I, back? He will hold back the, think, all the Egyptian government policy and interests, uh, and say, "No, I'm not taking your money." I think you're, you're not going I, th- I, I think you're underestimating them. For five hundred bucks, they'll do it. Five hundred bucks. There you go. The other so, thing I was thinking about, by the way, aside from the whole Egyptian piece, if you look at a map, and you educated us on this, I didn't realize how little I knew about your geography. I thought I knew Israel pretty well. Naveh, uh, you know, very, very far south compared to some of the other places, certainly compared to Be'eri, where you and I met just a couple of weeks ago. Um, we all know that right now, this could change. It, it might change, God forbid. But right now, everyone's being pushed toward the south of the Gaza Strip, and that would include, you know, the enemy and those who are quote-unquote terrorists as well. Uh, I, I would think that that would put you guys in a more vulnerable situation um, than you were in the past. I mean, is that a great concern as well? Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's kind of what I was what I was emphasizing is that specific concern is what we're worried about. And again, we're in touch with the army officials. It's not that we're like out, you know out here alone to protect ourselves. We're not cowboys, right? <laughs> we're we're living would, in a, in a country have, that. And I would think they have an obligation to beef up that border for you. That there should be a stronger military presence there, especially after what happened. Right. No, there is a stronger military presence. There is. But to our opinion, it's not it's not strong enough. Right. Uh, I'll say that yeah, I get it. Uh, the danger of infiltration is, is still there. Yeah. And I'm not sure that it's being taken seriously enough the, uh, by the relevant officials. Yeah, I don't know the exact number, but if there's 20, 30 Yishuvim cities, you know, areas of residence near the Gaza Strip. I mean, we know, for instance, in Steyrot, the, the yeshivas reopened. We know that um, there are other towns, I mean, not Barry, 
Uh, although there are some people who, who who are now you know responsible for the security of Barry who are living there. A few a few people, as we saw. Um, is there are there other towns that are close to your numbers? Are there other towns that have 70, 80, 90 percent of residents already back? No, not at all. So you're the exception. I mean, yes. I mean, our neighbors here, Benenitzarim, right next to us, have also returned, I think, a majority of them. So similar numbers. Um, and again, it's part of our move kind of together, the two towns. Right. But uh, other than that, unfortunately, many of the communities are still are still in the hotel, still displaced, uh, still going through all the, all the hardships uh, that, that, you know, come together with that uh, situation. Uh, it's very, very difficult. It's a very difficult time. And with all the nervousness and the apprehension that you could imagine, you know, mothers, fathers feel as they go back uh, to their hometown, it's, it, there has to be some relief and some comfort that they're no longer holed up in one or two hotel rooms and that they're actually in the space that they grew up and love. Yeah. And it's, again, it's a big, it's a, it's a real dilemma. It's a real dilemma. Like what, what is the right thing to do? Uh, and this decision to return was not a simple decision. It was not a, like a quick decision to be made, you know, many debates, many discussions, you know, votes and what whatnot. But, uh, at the end of the day, that's, that's the decision that we decided to make. We're back. Uh, we've been here for a few weeks. Um, and, uh, as I mentioned, just trying to do whatever we can in our power to, to make sure that, that we have everything, all the security needs in place. Sion Leshem is with us from Naveh. NahumSiegel.com slash Chesed has all the initiatives that we've promoted on this show, including the uh, campaign to help Naveh, and we encourage people to do so. Also, Sion invites everybody to come down and visit the town, uh, uh, with something that we hope to do at some point in the near future. Uh, we, we, we happen to have seen each other in Barrie. Are you, are you traveling that region a lot with people who you're taking around or was that an exception? And you're, you're generally in Nave. How do you, uh, how do you spend your time? And, uh, is, is there a value, uh, as one of the leaders down there, is there a value for you to, you know, be visiting other towns and giving them guidance and reassurance? Yeah. So I think, first of all, I'm most of the time in Nave. Um, when groups or people come, um, they want to see what happened. They want to really feel and get connected to what, what occurred here on, on Simchat Torah on October 7th. Um, in, and and I, I you know, am providing that service of, of really showing people what actually happened uh, and connecting them. Um, you know, that's uh, regarding Be'eri or Faraza or Nir Oz or other places. Right. Um, I think in Neve is kind of the contrast to that, showing what could have happened and didn't happen, Baruch Hashem, uh, miraculously, and and that is what causes us the obligation to to be able to to return. You know, our community was was we stayed you know, we stayed safe, we stayed whole, um, and and now we understand our obligation to to come and take the lead in bringing back the life to the region. Um, it's and uh, and and I think that that when when people come and they see they see they feel how, like I'm 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 speaking to you right now, and I actually. I'm, I'm listening to the airplanes flying above my head and I, my, 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 my uh, windows are shaking when, when the bombs fall down, literally, uh, which is happening 24, 24, seven. And, uh, the, the Israeli bombs I'm talking in yeah, Gaza, our, right? our, our guys. I know. And yeah, the good guys. And, and again, when if, if any one of the, of, of the, of our listeners right now, when you, when you come here, please, I'm inviting you personally, come visit us in Nave. You'll see, uh, an amazing community and amazing farming and agriculture going on and, and Mr. Snefish of, 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 of a lot of people that, that, 
understand that Yeshuv Aretz is not is not only when it's comfortable and everything is fine, but it's 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 a real serious nefesh. And uh, obviously, we're not we're not living in La La Land. We're not saying, oh, you know, Hashem save us, everything is great. But we understand that that actions need to be taken. Um, and not just words need to be said. Yeah, no question about it. Look, there's, thank God. I, I I should say I say this tongue in cheek, so only so I won't get blasted for it. But thank God, uh, it seems all of us are going through some level of discomfort now, no matter where we live. So, uh, yeah, uh, what you're saying is 100 percent accurate. Um, Sion Leshem from Navez with a southern part of Israel, uh, right near the Gaza border. Um, uh, is it? I, I I don't know if you like getting political or not, but you know the, the war, no matter how long it goes on for, is is going to end at some point. That that we're assuming, I think, is a good assumption. Uh, it, it might end with uh, Israel allowing um, residents of the northern part of Gaza to re-enter and resettle, so to speak, the northern part of Gaza. Does that scare you? That 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 might be a uh, a fruitless um, a, a fruitless conclusion to this entire episode? Uh, look, it's a very tough question because I think the story is much bigger than, than Gaza, northern Gaza, southern Gaza. Uh, we're, we're in a, you know, it's a much bigger bat- battle going on. It's, it's Hezbollah in, in Lebanon, it's Iran, and, it's, and it's, I think it's, it's even much bigger than that. It's, it's the Western world against the, you know, the, the uncivilized uh, uh, cultures that are that are here and and are expanding and growing. Yeah. I think that camp, U.S. campuses, U.S. campuses are, are teaching us that it's it's the the, the battle uh, against you know this uh, fundamental uh, 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 movements is much much further and bigger than any you know Israel Gaza North or South. And I think that this 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 big battle is going to be going on for the next at least 10, 15 years, um, and. And I don't know what where it's going to take us, where it's going to take the, the world, the civilized population. But uh, this is something really, really, really big uh, in my eyes. It's much, much bigger than Israel. And Israel is leading. And I hope, I hope and pray that our leaders will have the courage um, to do the right thing, at least on our level, and to really complete the job and not, you know, uh, bring things back as they were to any extent. Um, I think that uh, our enemies that they, they don't they don't value life at all. They value death. So killing them is not something that threatens them. Right. But they also value land and earth. And I think that if if the Israeli government uh, has the power, the courage to come and say, okay, you value land, we're going to take your land and we're going to rebuild settlements in Gaza. Um, I think that large amounts of the Israeli population are are prepared for that stage, or or being and getting prepared for that stage. Um, again, it's not it's not easy. I'm not, I'm not a politician, but uh, I think that that would be a very very significant move, showing that hey, you know, it's not it's not it's not going to end equally as it started. Like right. we're going to make moves and we're going to make a difference. Yeah, you raise an interesting point. Uh, those who were fighting world wars as it was going on, they didn't realize the extent to how important historically what they were doing was. Uh, Israel's War of Independence, 1947-1948, they were, the soldiers, uh, again, at, while they felt the threat to the existence of Israel and the existence of the Jewish people, still when you're in it, you don't realize the enormity of it. And I think uh, you're right that we're experiencing the same thing right now. We're, we're going through a 
a very important time, unfortunately, with uh, you know lots of sacrifices on the part of the Jewish people. But uh, it is much bigger than we think. We're in the midst of something that uh, that historically is going to be very, very significant. And I think that that's a really important point to uh, to remember. Yes, definitely. Uh, Tzion, stay well. Best regards to everybody. Thanks for the update. And Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. I, what, what bracha does one make when they get back to their home after a situation like this? How, how did, so you, did, you, did you guys say, celebrate yet, or are you going to wait till all the soldiers are safe before any celebration? So we say Baruch Betziv Gvul Almana, right? The widow uh, is, is getting remarried. Wow. Um, but... Um, but uh, we celebrated. We celebrated Hanukkah, and you know, actually, we we came back just before Hanukkah, wow. and we celebrated on Hanukkah. And, and you say we, we we celebrate Hanukkah, and we look back at our history uh, of you know we say Hallel on Hanukkah, right, for the big victory of the Matim Mul Rabim of the of the of the Maccabees, and and I think that there's a lot of similarity today, even though we're like theoretically the stronger, right. the bigger ones. But but if you look at a, a, a you know in a, in a larger range. We are still very, very, very small compared to our to our enemies and our rivals, and I think that uh, that uh, you know if if Bezrat Hashem, you know our, our leaders have the the courage, as I mentioned, to really uh, take this on all the way to the end and really do what needs to be done. Um, this is not no way smaller, or maybe much bigger than any Hanukkah or Purim or whatnot in the Jewish history. Uh, even maybe even bigger than the than the Israel's independence war yep. uh, to, to many extents. People have said that um, historical that, times. Yes, people, very definitely. People have made the comparison, and as you just said, have said it might even be bigger regarding the existential threat and defeating the enemy. And yeah, a billion against seven million. I think you're right that uh, uh, that uh, yeah, we, outnumbered. We are still outnumbered. <laughs> uh, Tzion, stay well. Dashcham to all. And really, I hope next trip we get together. Bezrat Hashem. Hopefully in in Nevev. Thank Hashem. you. A real yeah, pleasure. Yeah, we're here waiting for you and for everyone, all, every one of your uh, listeners. Uh, you're welcome to come, and, and there's plenty to see, plenty to hear. And um, we're, 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 we're with our arms open. Yeah, that I know, and we're looking forward to that. And Kolak Avod. Tzion Leshem, who we met literally during our first trip after the war started in Yerushalayim. And we've gained an appreciation from him what it's like to be in a leadership position of a town, relatively small town, um, that had to uh, fall under the category of refugees. And now they're back, thank God, the majority of them are back. And now the question is uh, what role they'll have in the future of that region of Israel. And no doubt it'll be a very important one. More coming up. It's Thursday. It's JM in the AM.